Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, happy Father's Day <laughs> to the number one father on this show, Cousin Shane. How's your big day going, brother? Oh, going good. You, you know, flying Hawaiians out there, too, but we don't hear from him on Sundays, you know? <laughs> it's the only time he, he just completely shuts off the grid for 24. He just doesn't want that phone call, that random phone call from Charlotte, North Carolina, or... Whatever other city, Jacksonville, Florida, that he hung out in. And, Dad, is that you? (laughs) Oh, no. But I appreciate the kind words and, uh, you know, all the fathers that are listening today. Happy Father's Day. Um, I hope you guys got to – you know, one thing I was – I kind of get a little tangent here. Uh I was listening to this comedian talk, and he was talking about (laughs) – he was talking about Father's Day, and he's like, do you realize that Father's Day is like the 19th – like most celebrated holiday of the year. He's like, I don't even know 18 other holidays. And he's like, just talking about how low this is on the list. He's like, Arbor Day's 12. He goes, I don't even know what Arbor means. <laughs> exactly. Not as celebrated as it should be. And I got a quick Father's Day tale for you too, Shane. Yeah. My dad showed up. He drove all the way from East Tennessee up to Nashville. So want to shout out to... To my dad, I call him Dr. SEC out there, came up to Nashville. He's a big pinball fanatic. There's a huge uh, pinball place here in Nashville. We love to go to Gamer, uh, no, Game Terminal is what it's called. Mm-hmm. But he showed up, and I said, you know, what do you, what's the top thing you want to do on your list for Father's Day? Whatever you want, we'll do it. And my dad, Shane, I'm sure you know this. The listeners probably don't. He's a retired uh, U.S. Navy, very, very proud of uh, his time in the, the military. He says, let's go see Top Gun in, in the best screen we got here in Nashville. <laughs> we were walking in. I said, how many times have you seen this already? He, this would be my fourth time watching Top Gun. <laughs> but again, he picked the movie. And, you know, I don't want to do any spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. But it's, you know, it's very uh, gung-ho. It's an awesome movie. Great story. And at the, the end, you know, the, the credits are coming up. And mind you, he's seen this movie four times already. I look over, he's got he's tearing up in his eye because it's just, I mean, it's that awesome of a movie. And it's pro-U.S. Uh, Navy and all that. So uh, I love it. Long story short, happy Father's Day. I hope, uh, hope he had a good one there. Yeah, and I wanted to watch that one. I don't know if you remember, but I was planning on going to that one the other day and then <laughs> – after my walk, I was like, all right, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and I pushed that thing off, and we ended up not going to it. And then she was like, hey, let's go tonight. You know, it's Father's Day um, after this. You know, there's like every, – every dad's got a restaurant that they're only allowed to eat at once or twice, you know, because it's their special event, like their birthday or Father's Day. It's like my wife hates Chinese food, but that's my – that's – that's my wheelhouse, Mike, you know? So I was like, well, okay. She's like, let's, let's eat some Chinese. And then after that, we'll go to the movies. 
And so I was like, I don't know, man. We got a pod and everything like that. And I said, let's do the Chinese. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and mark that off the list. I said, but let's let's hold off on Top Gun just because it is a dad's movie, and I'm afraid that the place is going to be packed. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, let's let's hit a matinee on Wednesday or something like that and catch it off guard. So I'm, I still have not seen it, uh, but I, I've kind of built this thing up. You know, I, I don't know about you, Mike, but everybody has talked about it, how great a movie it is. And and uh, I've, I've kind of built this thing. And I'm afraid that when I watch it, that I'm going to be a little disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, I kind of I felt the same way. And yet I've seen it twice, Shane. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. <laughs> You'll enjoy yeah. it. But, hey, that's enough about movie talk, Shane. It's like, it's like Tennessee Volunteers, you know. There's Every year, I build them up. I build them up. They're going undefeated. And then we, we drop a game to Georgia State. You know? it's like... Exactly. But, hey, thank you, Shane, for turning this thing direction to the SEC. Because that's yeah. why we're here, brother. Breakout candidates in the SEC. That's going to be mm-hmm. the show topic. Able to hit on all 14 SEC teams here in just a second. That's that's going to be the main topic of the show. But I wanted to throw this at you, Shane, because I know you and I are both huge fans and of this. And I know a lot of the listeners, they're fans as well of the EA Sports NCAA football video game. Shane, we got a quick update oh, yeah. from uh, Matt Brown of Extra Points. So let's give him credit. But he filled out uh, what's called a, uh, a Freedom of Information Act, Shane. I mean, these these are like, we got some investigative reporting, Shane, out here on this damn video game that's uh, not come out in 10 years. But the good news is, Shane, July 2023, that's the, the date they yeah. set. It still looks to be fully go. So by next Father's Day, we may be having this game in our hand, Shane, ready to play uh, according to EA Sports. And apparently they're putting – they're going around and asking schools for chants from the crowds and music they play at the games, all the stuff we know and love from that video game coming back. And according to Matt Brown, over 120 schools, athletic conferences, bowl games, they have all agreed to participation. So oh, baby. any little nugget we can get out there on the NCAA video football game, like I've got them all on the on my desk here, uh, I'm going to give it to the fans. I'm looking forward to it, man. And, and the intros, you know, it, as this thing was progressing, as it was getting better every single season, you're like, oh, look at look at this, the stands. Look how well they did the stadium, you know. And it's like, yeah, but did they – did they do running through the teeth? You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, no, but they're they're patting the Notre Dame sign. It's like, what? What's going on? You know? Come on. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And and the closer it gets, um, I hope they drop some demos, you know, so you can kind of play. They did a little bit of like that with Madden, you know, with a few mm-hmm. different teams. So hopefully now that we got the green light, they do some sort of uh some, you know, Madden's right around the corner too. It comes out in August, I believe. Right. So um, hopefully they'll have a little bit more college play in it. Mm. But all right, Shane, enough of the side topics. Let's tackle <laughs> the main issue we got again for this episode of the show, SEC breakout players. And as the audience would expect, I gave Shane notice about 72 hours <laughs> to tackle this subject. We'll see what he came up with in that uh, that long time. I mean, this is the most the longest I've ever given him heads up on a show topic. But this is basically the way I pose it to you, Shane. Mm-hmm. If this player, let's say it's a quarterback, if he right. led the team in passing last year, 
I'm not putting him on this list because he's already broke out. If he's a running right. back and he already led the team in rushing, again, I don't think it's fair to put him on this list. And I even limited – I didn't put many transfers on here, Shane, to be honest with you, because, you know, we could just make this a damn just transfer list because right. they weren't on the team last year. So, obviously, any impact they make is somewhat of a breakout list. And uh, I, I also – structured these you know if you're a breakout player for Vanderbilt that to me says you're going to be a contributor you're going to be you know a player for them to build around yet if you're a breakout player on Georgia that means you you probably could be an all-american yeah leading first round pick first round pick exactly so there's different tiers you know you can't put the same expectations on a Vanderbilt breakout that you can in Alabama or Georgia so does that all make sense it makes sense and I can't wait for you to put this. That's why I kind of wanted to get off. I will tell you, you, you sent out the, uh, the the rankings of the coordinators, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't be more happy that I wasn't attached to that file because I have seen some violent tweets this week, Mike. So it is list season, baby. And breakouts, this is something that I really look forward to the most. You know, everybody's got that one or two maybe popped in spring or something like that, and you're saying, you know, if this kid takes off, we can go places, and, and that's what I love about breakouts because it happens every year. Mm-hmm. Every year, you're 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 watching a program, and you're just like, "Whoa!" I knew Burks was good, but I didn't know he was that damn good, you know. Or right. it's just one of these guys just pop out of nowhere, and you're just next thing you know, you're watching them get signed on uh, on draft. So I, yeah, this is one of my favorite favorite lists that you do, and uh, so just to make sure that I understand. So what you're saying is they could not have led the team in carry. So they couldn't have been an RB1 last year, right. and then we considered it a breakout player. But as long as they weren't leading stats, they can be considered a breakout in your in your eyes. Right, because otherwise, you know, if we're picking guys that have already done that, I feel like they've already kind of had their breakout moment, so to speak, if, if that makes sense. Right, right. No, that makes perfect sense. So I'm going to start, Shane, quarterbacks. Everybody loves talking quarterbacks. And the guy that I got right off the top of my list, I'm just curious if you can even guess who this is, who he's flashed massive potential, and I think he's being underrated on all these top quarterbacks lists. And I think, you know, if everything breaks right, if he can stay healthy, I mean, his team could massively overachieve what I'm seeing for a lot of these preseason expectations who do you think do i got not only is the the biggest breakout candidate at the quarterback position in the sec but potentially the biggest breakout candidate in all the conference any idea who i'm talking about there well dang man that's a that's a loaded question so this guy was not a quarterback last year in the sec or wasn't a qb1 he was he was in the league but he was not the starting quarterback for his team Hmm. Hmm. Let's see here. I'm going to go with – wait, he wasn't starting, but he got to play. So, yep. is it Anthony Richardson? Bingo. Yes. And this is a guy, again, you know, staying healthy will be critical. Mm-hmm. He may not have the weapons uh, at receiver and tight end that, uh, you know, some of these other premier teams in the conference have at the time. But, you know, if players emerge, if – they get that ground game going, and they lean heavily on the ground. I think the difference maker 
again, for the Florida Gators, you know, you're looking at all these preseason magazines and everything. Mm -hmm. Florida's, I mean, they're pretty much a consensus fourth place in the SEC East. Right. If Anthony Richardson breaks out, there's no reason that they can't finish as high as second in the East. I truly do believe that. So Anthony Richardson is my biggest breakout candidate in the SEC. What are your thoughts on that selection? Yeah, I mean – this shouldn't be a secret, you know. Uh, I think it caught headlines when uh, what's his name's mock draft came out way too early. Mock <laughs> yeah. draft, and they had him a six pick to Carolina Panthers. You know, it's like uh, that. This sounds like an easy layup here, and um, I just think you're right. I think this is a guy that just he has a full off season here. He's going to have it's his job. It's his baby. He can't lose it. He doesn't have any competition. Like you said, we need a couple of pieces to step up around him. But this is a guy that can seriously take over a football field. Uh, he's he's athletic. He's fast. He's you know he's got the tangible things that you want in a in a five star quarterback. And mm-hmm. if he puts it together, you know he's the one that's going to pole vault the Florida Gators. He's the one that is going to make the Gators you know uh, competing in the East again. You know, so right. I, I think. I'm I'm in on him. Um, you know, I'm scared of him as a Tennessee Volunteer fan. <laughs> I, I, he probably will hit soon as we play him. That's usually what happens. <laughs> but uh, but I, I I think that this is a dangerous weapon down there, and like you said, could be running away with the with the stats at the end. We may be looking back and saying, man, this kid's potentially a Heisman candidate. Yeah, and I think he's another one that he's played enough to where he's flashed his potential. We mm-hmm. and, and enough to where. You know, they roll him out week one as a starting quarterback. It's not going to be right. too big for him because he's – hell, yeah. he started against Georgia. I, I believe that was the only start he had. And, of course, their incredible defense <laughs> wasn't very successful. But, you know, he flashed against some yeah. others. And, and that's – you know, that's what a young quarterback does, Shane. They, they see the field. They struggle early. And then, you know, by their, by their first time actually starting, that's when they take off. So, Anthony Richardson, I think, uh, just primed for a huge breakout season. Oh, yeah. Now, again, Shane, I try not to have transfers on here. Right. Because we, we could easily say Spencer Rattler. Yeah. We could easily say Jackson Dart there at Ole Miss if he wins the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden Daniels at LSU if he wins the job. It's very easy to put any of those guys. And anybody wants to do that, I got no complaints with it. But, again, I'm trying to limit this to guys that are returning in the SEC. And there's one mm-hmm. other quarterback that I really like, Shane, that I think – could be poised for a huge breakout season. He's flying under the radar outside of Baton Rouge, and that's old Garrett Nussmeyer, Shane, the, the sophomore quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think by the, the end of the season, he'll be the starting quarterback for them LSU Tigers and Brian Kelly, and he may be the starting quarterback week one. I mean, he, he had yeah. a ton of momentum exiting the spring, and I know they, they got a log jam there at the quarterback competition, mm-hmm. bringing in transfers, so no idea who's going to start the season there, but – I think Garrett Nussmeyer's got the highest ceiling. And, I again, I think he's poised for a breakout year. I think he's going to be their quarterback, uh, QB1, by the end of the year. Yeah, and, and I could see that. I could definitely see that. And what what we want with LSU is other little breakouts, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing, little breakouts at wide receiver, little breakouts at the offensive line, little breakouts at, you know, the, if as long as the team moves forward, I think whoever's back there at quarterback is going to shine, especially in Kelly's system. So, um, yeah, this, this 
I don't want to say easy pick because he doesn't even have the job right now. But um, is there any? I mean, is there any chance you think he doesn't get? I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe if Miles Brennan. I mean, hell, he's this is eighteenth year in college football. If he can yeah. stay healthy, I mean, I'm rooting for Miles Brennan to have a, a breakout season. That there's, yeah. you know, we live in a time and era where things don't go your way. You transfer out. Miles Brennan's had about six opportunities to transfer out of LSU. So I root for guys like that to stay. You know, yeah. He's a, he's from uh, uh, that area. He's from it's either Mississippi or Louisiana. I can't remember. But he's from down there. Loves LSU. Stayed yeah. through it thick and thick. Hell, they replaced him with Joe Burrow. It, it's been that long he's been there, you know, getting overlooked. So That's right. I really am rooting for Joe, uh, Miles Brennan. Maybe maybe he'll be a breakout candidate. We could, uh, we could throw him on this list. Uh, Can we have a 38-year-old at breakout? <laughs> huh? <laughs> the new Chris Winkie. Like, I mean, it's happened Chris before. Winkie, that's right. It's happened. <laughs> hey, I just watched a movie the other day, uh, Kurt Warner, you know. Right. He, yeah, Brennan, he left like for four years bagging groceries. <laughs> he came back and says he wants the job there at LSU. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's no lock that it's going to be Garrett Nussmeyer, but Again, I I just think Nussmeier's got the world of potential, and with a first year coach, you know I think he's going to want to build around someone that that for years yeah. to come can be his guy, and it may be the most talented quarterback on that roster. Yeah, yeah, I think you're onto something there. All right, how about the no other quarterbacks on your list? Are there Shane? Well, like you said, I think you need to put a big old asterisk because South Carolina fans are going to come after you. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, uh, there are a few transfers in here. One one quarterback, and it's not fair because he was a starter and he was productive, but I still think he's going to be a hell of a breakout player, is uh, Mississippi State's quarterback, Mr. Rogers. I think this is a guy that a conference has slept on. This is a, this is a, a guy that outside the SEC, probably not too many people are aware of who he is or even his name. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of this season, um, the stats aren't going to lie uh, with the Pirate. I, I think this is a guy that's going to be – having an argument on why he should be uh, included in the Heisman race just because of pure numbers alone, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. Will Rogers, one of the best in the country. I I love that pick. Now, moving to the running back, Shane. Mm -hmm. Again, I said try to limit transfers, but this list will be garbage if I didn't have this guy on it. Jameer Gibbs, Alabama running back. Looks like he's going to be poised to start. For the Crimson Tide, he was third in the country, Shane, last year in all-purpose yards, running for Georgia Tech, one of the worst teams in college football, now getting teamed up with Bryce Young and all that talent in, in Alabama. You got to imagine, uh, you know, everyone's going to be keying in on Bryce and, and the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. So I think Jameer Gibbs, you know, he fits that Alvin Kamara-type role, can do a little bit of everything. And yeah. just surrounded with talent, I think Jameer Gibbs, you know, he's one of the favorites to actually win the Heisman Trophy. So, uh, yeah, he, he's going to have a huge year for the Crimson Tide. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? You just put on a different color jersey, and now all of a sudden you're an All-American. <laughs> it's, it's, it blows my mind. And, and and one of the things, you know, because, again, you're going to get some heat because here you, you didn't include a transfer quarterback, but now mm-hmm. we're going to throw one at running back. So, I think. I think you're on to something, but I think it's too easy. I think this just looks too pretty. Yeah. Um, it it kind of reminds me of uh, New Orleans Saints a few years ago. You know, you talk about Kamara. So, 
you know, you got to remember when they were at their best, it, it wasn't because Kamara was number back one. You know, he was RB2. Right. He was coming in and he was feeling for another Alabama great. So I, I, I think, honestly, that there is going to be a running back that pops on this team. But I'm I'm leaning more toward Trey Sanders, man. And, and go with me here for a second. Here's a guy that you know a lot of people for sleep on. They haven't they forget that he was the sixth be- best running back in the country or sixth best re- best recruit mm-hmm. in the country just a few years ago. Had that injury, you know. He had the car accident. So then, you know, hell, he was in a wheelchair for a couple of months. It, it, he worked his way back in as a backup role last year. I think this is the year he finally takes a step forward because he he fits the mold for Alabama, you know? So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't RB1, your, your first, second down, you know, maybe you bring in somebody like Gibbs to, to, to mix things up. But at the end of the day, I think your number one running back is Sanders, and I think he has the most touchdowns on that team this year. So that's my, mm. that's who I'm looking for to break up, <laughs> break out. It's not a, it's not a sexy name because he's had opportunities, but right. if he can stay healthy, I think, uh, I think a lot of people sleeping on him. Well, I love the debate, Shane, but you may not have loved my first pick. You're gonna love his second one. Okay. Devon Achain, Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's already been featured on a big orange walks for his dynamic <laughs> kick return ability yep. for Alabama. That was such a huge play. I believe he led the entire SEC in uh, average yards per carry. Nine yards mm-hmm. per carry, something insane. I mean, it's almost unfair to put Devon Achain on this list because he's done so much. But, you know, they had the great Isaiah Spiller last season, so – Technically, it fits. Devon Achain going to be RB1 down there in College Station, and he's another one you got to put on your early Heisman list. He looks poised to have a huge season for Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah, he's really picking up heat too. I think this is – you want to talk about sleepers for Heisman. This is, this is a guy that's got an asterisk for me because he is just a pure athlete. He's fast. He's mobile. I mean, he just – you watch watch a highlight reel, man. I mean, you're just – it blows your mind just how fast this guy is. And given the opportunity to come out here in Jimbo's system, I think I – think, this is one of those guys that if Jimbo doesn't do what Jimbo should, we're going to be watching him in the NFL here in two, three years and be like, damn, he was on Texas A&M's team? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This is I, – I, I think they let him loose. And uh, once they do that, they get him involved in the passing game. This is a guy that should should have 20 touches a game. Easy. Now, how about, I know you're going to love this one too, Shane. We've been waiting for this guy to break out. He's had some injury ro- woes. He's two years removed from getting injured, so he's poised to finally have his breakout season. We've been – this is the third year on, in the row he's been on his breakout list, Shane, but Marshawn Lloyd, no. <laughs> South Carolina Gamecocks. I mean, one of our favorites there out of Columbia – uh, with Kevin Harris off to the NFL, I think Marshawn Lloyd is, you know, going to be uh, just yeah. a, just a stud for the Gamecocks this year. What are your thoughts on that, Mike? I've had this guy on the breakout list for three years now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's due. He's due. This is this is one of those kids that I watched uh, when he was younger, and he's just. I, I mean, I'll never forget the first highlight reel I saw of him, like a huddle video and i was just mm-hmm. like damn i hope tennessee lands this guy well nope he goes to south carolina and it and i th- i think here's an athlete similar to to, to devon that's 
just so shifty, so quick, can do so many things. I hope they get him involved a little more in the passing. And and what I think the biggest thing to help him is passing. Uh, you know, I, I, you look at Kevin last year, and it just felt like there was always eight, nine in the box, and, and you knew what South Carolina was going to do. If they can get the passing game open and open up those running lanes, uh, expect big things from this running back room because there's they got they got athletes. And uh, I think Marshawn's going to lead – lead the stable here in my opinion and yeah I'm, I'm expecting big big numbers from him this season now how about uh, rocket sanders down there at uh, arkansas shane the, the razorbacks led the sec in rushing last year rocket sanders was a true freshman looked uh, impressive early on and they got dominique johnson down there i mean they've got one hell of a one two and they even got aj green as a third option. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think all these guys are going to carry the rock for, for Arkansas, which is going to be led by KJ Jefferson in that ground game. I think, you know, right. this may be the most Im- impressive rushing attack in the SEC there in Fayetteville with, with Sam Pittman and company coaching up that offensive line. So rocket Sanders, he's already broken out a little bit, but I think he, he potentially takes that to the next gear this fall. Absolutely. Uh, and with a name like Rocket Mike, how can you not? You know? <laughs> My parents knew what they were doing when they didn't name me Rocket. <laughs> they named me after a dead cowboy. So, but anyway, I, I, or is he? I don't know. At the end, we don't know. <laughs> but anyway, bro- brother, I, I, here, here's a guy. The only thing is, like, and you hit a little bit on it, it's a committee. Um, it's not my only concern. Uh, it's not that I don't expect great things or a huge breakout year, but when I think breakout, you know, I just uh, who's who's taking over is I, I'm afraid there is a little bit too much of a one-two punch, and the fact, like you said, KJ is a big part of that rushing offense. So um, I, I think those are going to take some numbers away from him. Not that I'm saying he's going to be less productive. It's just um, that's my only concern when I'm thinking breaking. I'm thinking somebody just, bam, who's that guy? You know, right. he's just taking over. And I don't – I think Rocket's getting there, but they got a lot of good players around there. So, they're going to give them – they're going to feed them all. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this one, Shane? Last running back on my list, Justin Williams, Tennessee, true freshman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought that was something that was missing from the Vols late in the season – particularly with uh, Tyon Evans, you know, transferring out of the program. They need that a little stronger back, a bigger back. Jabari Small, I love what he brought last year. He's a hell of a player, but, uh, you know, just like his his last name, he's a little bit small there. Uh, Durability is is an issue potentially, and and just, you know, I don't know if he can carry the rock the entire season. So I like the freshman, touted recruit coming in here. It just seems like running backs – they're able to make an impact a lot sooner than other positions. So uh, he's a quality guy that I'm looking at for Tennessee to come right in and and be that power back and and be someone in short yardage and goal line that uh, the Vols can lean on. Yeah, I like that. And, and, you know, the only thing, only concern, but, you know, that young is, is blocking. And, you know, um, if you can't, if you can't pick up the blitz, you can't pick up the blocks. Well, coach ain't going to have you on the field because last thing we want is Hooker getting hurt. So um, that's that's my only kind of reserve. But there's a lot of hop. There's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of noise. 
Um, and, you know, one thing about Hypo system, once you get going, those running lanes, they just open right up. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about some of the best games Tennessee had last year, it wasn't because of passing. It was because of the, the production they were getting out of the running game. So, um, yeah, this is a kid that, that's got – He's got the tangible. He's got he's got all the pieces. You know what I'm saying? He just he's young. We got to you know, coach is going to be really reserved and putting him in there at first. But if he if he does well and he gets us some touchdowns, just just expect him to stay on the field. Right. Now receivers, Shane. I got a couple receivers. This looks like it'll be. We got some emerging talent in the SEC, <laughs> and it starts and it begins for me, Shane. With the five-star up there in Columbia, Missouri, Luther Burden. Everybody excited to watch this young man play. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on what recruiting service you use, number one or number two receiver prospect in the country, came in spring already, made an impact, looked like uh, probably the best receiver in a, in a room that looks like it's going to have a lot of talent, very deep room there. But Luther Burden, Missouri Tigers, he could be – you know, he's already a name up there. He could be a household name in the SEC by the end of the season. Already is, man. Already already on the list. And that's I think that's never took a snap. Never has been in a in a college football game yet. Yet they've they've already deemed him wide receiver one. And a lot of that has to do with spring. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watched any of that the the game or the highlights anyway, they they tried every way possible to get him in space and get him opportunities. And, you know, that that should be a, a huge glowing star right there. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're mm-hmm. seeing that in a in a true freshman getting that many looks, you know that that's going to carry on into the season. So looks good, looks the part. Yeah, I expect big things from Luther this year. Now another true freshman, Shane, that we've already touted this offseason, jumping down to uh, College Station, Evan Stewart, where mm-hmm. if the recruiting service you trust did not have Luther Burton number one, they had Evan Stewart, number one. So, I mean, we're making a case for two of the best receivers in the country coming into the SEC, and the Aggies have been searching for that number one for a little while. They they booted uh, DeMond Demas off the team. Uh, mm-hmm. Caleb Chapman, I believe, tr- transferred out. So, you know, there is certainly talent down there in College Station, but when a true freshman comes in to spring and is named offensive camp MVP, I mean, that just blew me away. <laughs> I think Evan Stewart – He's going to be the best freshman – or, excuse me, the best receiver on Texas A&M's roster as a freshman. I think he's going to be a yeah. huge breakout candidate. Yeah, and a little bit different than Luther because he there won't be as much expectations for him to produce. And sometimes I think that helps freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, you know, he's not going to be coming – he's not going to be worried about the double team right out of the gate. Now, we get five or six games in, uh, you know, he may start getting some of that rolling coverage. But until then, <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's the breakout candidates you want to see. Somebody, I mean, just, just pure talent. The, both of these guys are just – from top to bottom, there's a reason they're ranked so high in 24-7. They have the pieces, and it's just it's just working on the routes, getting down with the quarterback. And and that's the only thing I don't like about the quarterback situation in A&M. I, I, I hope that gets resolved because that hurts players like this. Um, so, I, I, I'm again, another weapon. It's just another weapon for A&M. Mm-hmm. Damn, they're going to be so fast. How, how about that's this? A, <laughs> that's going to be a fast damn football team, brother. <laughs> how about this selection? You know, he's already made a huge impact, but he he did not qualify as the top receiver 
for his team. I think he will be this year. A.D. Mitchell out of Georgia. You know, he made plays all season long. He made the go-ahead touchdown in the national championship game for them Georgia Bulldogs. Everybody's going to be, you know, shading their coverage to Brock Bowers and, and what an amazing talent he is. That should open things up for A.D. Mitchell to be uh, your top receiver there in Athens. I think, again, I think he's poised to go from a very solid contributor to all-SEC, all-American type player for, for them dogs. Yeah, and he's big, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's a big kid. Uh, it's just another weapon for, for the Georgia Bulldogs. And somebody's got it. That's the thing. Georgia – it seems like they always got one or two pop somewhere, whether it be a running back, whether it be a wide receiver. You know, last year it was at tight end. You know, I, I think this kid right here, if given the opportunity, and, and he showed he showed it in the championship game, like you said, that he is a weapon and that he can produce for the for the Georgia Bulldogs in full off season. Watch out, buddy! This guy's got it. Mm-hmm. Another guy I like, Jacory Brooks for Alabama. He was a touted recruit. This is his second year on campus. And it, I, I just think back to that Iron Bowl, Shane, with Nick Saban told his team, we need somebody to make a damn play. Who's going to step up and make the play? It was Ja'Cory Brooks that scored the touchdown in the Iron Bowl on the road that led Alabama to force overtime to eventually win that football game. And, you know, with uh, Menchie and Williams off to the NFL, this is going to be a, an outstanding opportunity i know alabama's added a bunch of transfers at receiver but i think jacory mm-hmm. brooks who's now in year two in that system i think he's poised for a huge breakout year for the tide and i mean obviously somebody's gonna pop out there so you you think that that he's the guy i mean out of out of all the weapons that are that are in alabama on the outside there you think I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think it'll what, be the what? transfers, but we're trying not to talk transfers. Oh, you know what you. I mean? <laughs> okay. All right. I was baiting you a little bit there. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Jermaine Burton, he's going to be a hell of a player. Uh, yeah. The guy they got from Louisville, they're saying, is the fastest guy in the country. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they may just okay. be Mechie and uh, and Williams 2.0, but I, I try to pick someone that was already on the team. I got you. Just reminding those Bama fans that are listening right now, like, wait a minute. You wait one day a minute. That guy's going to be third on the team. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, speaking of the Iron Bowl, Shane, I also got Javarius Johnson from Auburn on this list because yeah. Auburn desperately, they need somebody to step up. And Johnson was starting to come on late in the year. He had a huge game against Mississippi State, over 100 yards receiving. He also mm-hmm. had a play where he caught the ball – it was, you know, a, a lateral backwards, and then he ran it 57 yards for a touchdown. So it counted as a rush. He had nearly 200 yards receiving, if you count that as a pass and catch. So Javarius Johnson, we need help on the uh, – just someone to step up on Auburn's receiving core. And uh, I like Johnson to be, you know, maybe their best receiver down there in Auburn. Yeah. Uh, well, another one I was looking at was at Malcolm Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is a thin room, and, and – one thing I love about it is is just how fast this kid is, because not only with passing they got him involved with the running game a little bit, and and it just feels like you kind of have to have one of those star type players uh, to make things happen, um, because there's going to be a lot of games that you're playing from behind. There's going to be a lot of games that it's it's within a score or two, and you got to be creative. And I and I think you know an athlete like him would be tough to keep off the field. One of the big things too I, I saw, you know, they they hired coach. Uh, I killyard. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, that's, 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 I mean, if you remember him growing up, he's just a hell of an athlete himself, but you know, they, he came out highly touted with wide receivers. So I expect that room to develop. A lot of people are kind of shitting on Auburn's wide receivers. I, I think, I think there's some, I think there's some gems in there, man. I really do. I think, I think there's a couple of breakout candidates. Uh, somebody's got to, because I think the quarterback game is going to be elevated. You know, I'm not saying, I mean, they haven't announced a quarterback, right, at this moment. Not I yet. Mean, I, I know Calzada's playing around, and, mm-hmm. you know, you got Finley. I just think that that room will be better next year, and uh, I think that's only going to help this receiving group. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of good quarterback play, Shane, Will Levis searching for targets up there in Lexington, and I like the freshman, Dane Key, was making big-time plays this spring. I, I, mm-hmm. That's another team that added transfers, so I know – you know, there's some transfers that would have been some easy pickings for the Kentucky Wildcats, but they have really started to upgrade their the talent they bring there into Lexington. And Dane Key, who was, uh, I believe, the number one overall prospect from the state of Kentucky in the last recruiting cycle, coming in there, I think he's going to make an impact right away uh, for the Kentucky Wildcats and potentially even start for what could be a very explosive offense. So no one Dale is this is this our is this our next guy is this the one everyone needs to pay attention to when you're when you're watching the Big Blue Nation? Well, again, they got a transfer <laughs> from Virginia Tech, Williams. He fits I'm more sorry. of that Wandale role. So I yeah. could have easily went with him, no doubt. But uh, mm-hmm. I think I think the freshman Dane Key could serve as number two, number three, and you know that that would be a huge boost. That's what they need. They need they just need multiple guys to emerge there. Uh, to help w- Will Levis out. Yeah, and I think that's the key, too. So I think Will, I think he elevates his game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a reason that they're talking about him potentially one of the first quarterbacks selected in the draft. And you, you don't do that without making your team around you better. So expect a couple of weapons to emerge with Kentucky. Now, how about this, Shane? we got a Vandy guy on the list. Jaden oh. McGowan, true freshman out of uh, – I want to say, shit, I had this written down. I thought, I thought, I think he's out of Texas. Morristown, Tennessee. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he runs a 10 6, 100 meters out of South Carolina. I'm sorry, Jaden McGowan from South Carolina. But now at Vanderbilt, again, runs a 10 6, 100 meters. Man, that's what they need there in Vanderbilt. They need speed, speed, speed all over the field. McGowan, I think, is going to be a, an impact player right away for a team desperate for uh, for more speed and more weapons. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine being that fast? I would, I'd run every day, Mike. If I could do that, I would just randomly run 100 meters just so that people would say, damn, look how fast that guy is. You know what I'm saying? It's just not fair. I mean, you, you, seriously, in my little city that I live in, you would get a ticket going that fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Golf carts have governors over here. You cannot do that. So – uh, man, you, you can't coach speed, Mike. That's what they say. No doubt. And, and one other speed guy, I think you're going to like this selection, Shane. Tennessee fans, you know, you should be fired up to get Brew McCoy, the transfer from Southern mm-hmm. Cal. But I think the guy that, that you really need to have your eye on, so we've been waiting for this guy to break out, Jalen Hyatt. It's now or never for Jalen Hyatt, one of the mm-hmm. fastest guys on the roster, maybe the fastest for Tennessee. You, you would think he's a perfect fit for that Josh Heupel system. Didn't really happen until late, late in the year. He started to come on. He made some big yeah. plays in the Music City Bowl. If he could carry over that momentum, he was making plays in the spring. 
he could just be just one of the most break biggest breakout candidates in the conference this year. Well, what about uh, what about our boy Brew? You don't you don't think he'd be able? To... I like Jalen Hyatt better than Brew McCoy. I gotta okay. be honest with you. I the thing I like he's so fast, he's so shifty, mm-hmm. and it just felt like there was a couple couple of games last year that he 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 shined, and then there was a couple of games he just took the back seat. So mm-hmm. if he can just stay in that mode where he's when he realizes he's the fastest damn guy on the football field, right? I, I think he'll be in good shape. Um, one name you haven't mentioned, brother, is uh, Jackson up in Arkansas. Um, are you, I mean, you putting him on a list? Is he yeah, Keetron Jackson. He's he's poised to start for them Razorbacks. They desperately need some help at receiver. I, I know they got the transfer, Jadon Hazelwood. That's another guy that we could put on the list. Of course, he's a transfer. But Jackson, I think that's a hell of a pick. And, and he, he was actually on my list as like an honorable type mention. So, yeah. Look at you doing your research over there, Keetron <laughs> Jackson. I mean, he he should have a hell of a year because uh, again, Arkansas needs a number one, and and I I like Jackson even better than I like Hazelwood. Yeah, well, it, it, I was listening because I remember a while back Browse was talking about him. You know, he's just talking about how raw he was, mm-hmm. but just how athletic. And you should just seen the coach talking about it. I mean, he. It was like almost like he was talking about his own kid. You know what I'm saying? It was right. just the kid's raw. We get that, but he's super athletic, super talented. You know, and I think it's just one of those guys that once he 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 figures out the position, when he figures out the route running, and you know he tightens up a little bit at that receiver position, somebody is going to pop on the outside, and I think that's the guy. That's the next Burks, in my opinion. And it could even be – I mean, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but the backup quarterback, Malik Hornsby, he's, he's been taking mm-hmm. reps at receiver. He, yeah. It's, this is incredible. He may start at receiver and be the backup quarterback. I mean, it's not often <laughs> you get that type of uh, athlete in the SEC, but he's one of the fastest – maybe the fastest guy on that Razorback roster. So, uh, yeah. he, he's another option that uh, could really pop this year. Reminds me of me in high school. No, <laughs> I was just a backup. You know? no. All right, how about the tight end, Shane? I think this is an easy answer. And I, I don't want to put too much expectations on this guy because I feel like we already did at another school. And, you know, he kind of crashed and burned. Now he's looking for redemption, and I think he's going to get it in Athens. Yeah. Arik Gilbert, the tight end slash receiver for them Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, my goodness, Shane, we got so many tight ends down here with uh, Brock Bowers, who, I mean, hell, he was a true freshman, but he was the best tight end in the country, I thought, mm-hmm. last year. Teaming him up with Arik Gilbert, that just is unfair. And that's before you get to uh, they got another five-star, Darnell Washington, and then they just signed another five-star in, in Oscar Delp. So mm. I don't know how you go defend all these guys, but – but Gilbert may be the no. best one of the bunch. I I don't know. It, well, he's he's the he is. I, I mean, a lot of people forget because he's he you know he kind of disappeared a little bit last year because he had to personal issues. But you know the the kid is just a freak athlete. Uh, reminds me a lot of uh, Pitts down in Florida. In mm. fact, we thought that's who was going to be his replacement there for a little I, bit. I thought you said he was going to. He reminds me of yourself. No, no, I'm not even close, man. <laughs> I mean, I could bullshit you, but, you know, my walks are going good, Mike. But they <laughs> I got a long ways to go to catch this athlete. No, this, this guy, see what I love about him is 
he he doesn't have to do it all now. The the pressure is off him. When you when you walk into the Georgia Bulldog locker room, you know, there is a lot of five-star talents. There is a lot of highly touted, you know, draft picks in there and the pressure should be off. Uh even at his own position, like you said, Bowers is the guy, you know. I I expect Gilbert to be in some two tight end, but look for him to do some receiver. He did a little bit of that in the spring game. Uh, they're they're going to be moving him around. They're going to be keeping him active and find creative ways to get him the rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pressure's off, and I and I think that's where we're going to see him really shine. And at the end of the season, when you when you talk about the best catcher, pass catcher on the Georgia Bulldog team, I think we're talking about Gilbert, man. And another one. Speaking of just needing to find ways to get him the ball, Shane. This guy is he's on all these breakout lists. He's he's had his moments at South Carolina, but again, they just they need to make him a focal point of this offense. Jaheim Bell, the tight end slash receiver. I mean, he took over the bowl game there against North Carolina. He was unstoppable. If he plays like that for the entire season, he's going to be an All-American. Forget All-SEC. Jaheim Bell is a guy that uh, they have got to make a focal point of the offense down there. Mm, mm. Man, I'm getting excited. I love talking breakouts, you know? Because you – you got a couple guys in your back pocket. I've got a few Tennessee volunteers that I think is going to have a breakout year, but mm-hmm. but man, it's just fun talking about it. Now I know we've not we've been trying to not put any transfers on here, but I again this is one where I have to here put, we go. I have to put them <laughs> on here. Michael Trigg, Ole Miss. There's a reason I picked him in our fantasy SEC draft here, Shane. The the transfer from Southern Cal, I think he is just he's going to be one of the most dynamic playmakers in the conference. He may. You know, you, you put Gilbert in that uh, uh, Pitts-type role. I think Michael Trigg is more that type possible impact for the Ole Miss Rebels. So, I think Michael Trigg – God, there's so many weapons here in the SEC. I mean, th- we may have the best tight ends and the best receivers in the country. You know what? Mike, see what you're doing, though? You're, you're, you're allowing a couple transfers to get on this <laughs> list, and you're opening up Pandora's box. It's like my wife – we bought this new couch, and mm-hmm. my little dog, Bruno, love him, my baby. But he can't get on the couch. That was like the rule. She uh-huh. don't want him on the couch. So if I let him on the couch once, you know, I get in trouble because now he thinks it's okay to get on the couch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like I can't do that. And here you've let him get on the couch twice with with Gibbs and uh, and now Trick. Here, let me ask you this. Since we're opening – apparently you're opening up the transfer list, you might as well throw on Spencer. You might as well throw on Evans at Ole Miss, right? Yeah. I mean – yeah, I mean those are just they—they they were on I mean, my uh, my list, Shane. I just haven't mentioned them because I didn't want to. I, I don't want you to yell I, at me. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, man. You gotta you gotta be careful because when this thing comes out and you see absolutely positively no transfers are gonna they're gonna they're gonna come after you, brother. I may I may have to leave them off the graphic. How's yeah. that sound? Yeah, leave them off the graphic. <laughs> the true fans of the podcast, they'll know what's up. <laughs> now I only got one offensive lineman, Shane. It's it's incredibly difficult to pick an offensive lineman breakout candidate. But I got Will Campbell, LSU, true freshman. Looks like he locked up the left tackle spot in spring practice. I mean, it is it's incredibly rare, Shane, for a for a defensive lineman to start. Uh, mm-hmm. as a true freshman in the SEC. It's almost unheard of for an offensive lineman to do one, particularly at a school as prestigious as LSU. So Will Campbell, the true freshman, he's my biggest uh, breakout candidate on the offensive line. 
Well, breakout offensive line is something I'm not prepared for, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Switch it over to the defense, Shane. We don't have nearly as many guys on defense, but how about Taiwan Malone, defensive lineman, Ole Miss. This is going to be year two down there in Oxford. Mm -hmm. And how about this, Shane? This is how athletic Taiwan Malone is. Weighs over 300 pounds. He also plays on the baseball team, Shane, and, and is known for hitting home runs. So, Taiwan, exactly. Taiwan <laughs> Malone, you know, just an incredible, incredible athlete for someone of that size. Uh, Ole Miss going to need some help on that defensive line. I think Taiwan Malone in his second year is uh, is going to break out for the Rebels. God, I love athletic defensive linemen. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's just something about it. I, I'll never forget who it was uh, they were talking about. One of the guys – oh, the the guy we love for the Jets. Played for the Jets. Yeah, Quentin um, Williams. Quentin. Oh, my gosh. And he was talking about them little ankles. They were, they were saying, <laughs> look at them little ankles. You just know he's an athlete, you know. But he's just so big but so nimble, you know what I'm saying? Those are the guys that progress to the next level. Uh, you know, you usually see it with dual threat. A lot of them will be – playing a, a basketball or something like that you know it's just mm-hmm. th- those 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 athletes just don't come around often they don't get enough respect that's for sure right now how about this speaking of linemen though breaking out one other guy sophomore for texas a&m shane shamar turner was a five-star recruit got on the field last season now with several aggie linemen off to the nfl it's time mm-hmm. for Shamar turner to step into that starting role now they they signed about eight five-star lineman down there because you can pick up any of them. But I'm going with a guy that's got uh, an actual season of experience and in two years in a weight room here down at College Station. I think that will prepare Turner a lot better mm-hmm. to make a bigger impact for the Aggies, even though we know these all these guys are going to make an impact this year. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> now how about linebacker Shane Dallas Turner for Alabama? Everybody hypes up Will Anderson for good reason. But mm-hmm. don't forget – about the guy that starred opposite him last year as a true freshman, coming back as a sophomore, Dallas Turner. I mean, it's it's bad enough when you can't block guy off one edge. You can't block guys off two. Uh, yeah, it's oh there could be trouble Alabama's defense for anybody they face next season. Mm, unbelievable. Freak athlete, 6'4", 240. I mean, you look at the guy. He's 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I, he'd kick my ass in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like this little teenager. It's like, if you want to date my daughter? Okay. You know what am I going to say? It's like, okay, do you want my truck? <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm not going to argue with this kid. But he is just another freak. He's just another one of those Bama linebackers that pop through. Next thing you know, they're playing in the NFL for 12 years for some, you know, franchise. Mm-hmm. And we all know the Georgia Bulldogs, Shane, all they do down there is produce great linebackers year after year after year. Their next one, I mean, they got a couple options to pick from Smile Munden. You could easily say could be that guy. But I'm going with Jamon Dumas-Johnson, sophomore linebacker, sliding in. He secured a role this spring. He's still going to have to earn it in fall camp, I would imagine, because they're just so loaded with talent at the Georgia Bulldogs. But give me uh, Johnson here for the Georgia Bulldogs as the next breakout linebacker. <laughs> Name like Dumas, you got to be good. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That kid had it rough growing up, but then then he got big and everybody left him alone. But <laughs> Now I got one corner on the list, Shane. Florida Gators, second-year player Jason Marshall 
was a five-star recruit, and now he's got Corey Raymond, the longtime LSU defensive back coach, as his position coach in Gainesville. All Corey Raymond does is produce all SEC, all American type corners, and I think he's got his next one already in his in his back pocket there with Jason Marshall, Florida Gators. There's going to be a couple breakout candidates for the Gators this year. Oh yeah, no this this I mean this is top thirty, you know twenty four seven athlete. This right. this is a kid that they knew what he was going to be projected first round. He's going to be a first round, and uh, I think we're going to see that this year for the Gators. Now, very last guy on the list, Shane, and I, you're going to bring me out for doing it because I got another transfer, but – and special position here, kicker. Who's the one team in the SEC that, uh, you know, had the biggest kicking woes? It was Alabama. Well, no, 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 no. Remember Mike oh. Leach calling out for the oh. kicker walkouts. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about historical. That was one thing Nick Saban struggled with oh, for gotcha, a long, gotcha. long time. I'm sorry. I mean, they're good now, but um, I thought that's where you were going with this one. But, okay, yeah, Mississippi State for sure. We need an impact <laughs> I mean, kicker at Mississippi State. Well, I think we got one. Massimo Biscotti, Shane. I mean, with a name mm. like that, these kickers, Mass- Massimo Biscotti. <laughs> <laughs> When you got a name like that, you know all these foreign-sounding kickers. I mean, they're all they're money, you know, and, and that's yeah. that's what he was at Coastal Carolina. Shane made eighty-seven percent of his field goals, mm. and Mississippi State only made fifty-five percent of their field goals last where year. Did, so where was he at? Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Okay. No, I like that. And now I like that name too. You always think of the Grammaticus. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's exactly where I was going with that one. <laughs> But if we're going to put a kicker on the list, it's got to be this guy. And, hell, you, you overlook a kicker until you ain't got one. And then it's the biggest exactly. issue in the we're, in the world. Mississippi State, you lost, you could argue, two games because you didn't have a mm-hmm. kicker. You get that solved. You could be one of the most improved teams in the SEC next season. So, hey, I know we went long here, Shane, but I didn't want to mm-hmm. leave anybody off a list even though I left about a dozen transfers off the list because I didn't want to hear it anymore from Cousin Shane. But uh, you got anything else before we hop off the line? Yes, just be sure to remove them from the graphic like we (laughs) talked about, and uh, I think you're good there. But, you know, like I said, this is one of my favorite segments. Um, You know, I'd be interested to pull some of our previous years and see if we were even close, you know, because (laughs) for every 10 that we talked about, there's two that actually hit, you know. So it's like uh, you're going to have breakout. You're going to have breakout players on your team. You're going to have them on on opposing teams. You're going to – some kid you've never heard of at the start of the season is, you know, he's he's a world beater at the end of the season. So, and sometimes it's an injury, you know. There's a lot on here that you didn't get an opportunity until somebody in front of them got hurt, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, who knows? That's that's the beauty of this thing, and that's why we call it list season. So, uh, one of these kids, some of them are going to pop for sure, but uh, it's just a matter of who. Yep. Well, hey. Stay tuned with us all throughout the rest of the week. Remember, we got interviews lined up for the rest of the week, including an in-person interview with Stephen Lassen, Athlon Sports, going to be breaking down the SEC East, the SEC West, back-to-back in-person interviews. So this will be a loaded week of content, Shane. But I'm going to let you go. Happy Father's Day, brother. Enjoy that Chinese food. <laughs> I know you've, you've been thinking about it for the, damn, the whole hour we've been oh, talking yeah. here. So They ain't going to know what hit them, brother. 
I'm going to call him up on my way over. Let him get ready, boys. Here I come. <laughs> so go and have you a day, brother. And I appreciate your time. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for checking us out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. <laughs>